I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and welcome to Crossover Commerce. This is episode 128 of this wonderful show that I've created. This is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce industry to help you grow and share their insights on the most important aspects of selling online. That being said, this show is presented by Ping Pong uh, Ping Pong Payments is pre uh, presents with Crossover Commerce. I'm going to get this correct uh, here on a Friday. Uh, Ping Pong Payments actually transfers more than $150 million a day for over 1 million customers now worldwide, helping cross-border payments now to over $90 billion in payments. That being said, how does that affect you? I'm glad you asked. That you can pay your VAs, your suppliers, your manufacturers, freight forwarders, which we all talk about today, all in local currency. Why is that beneficial? put margin back to your bottom line. It's free to use. It's easy to sign up. You can actually click on the show notes below where you can sign up for a free ping pong count a day. That being said, thank you, Ping Pong Payments, for sponsoring Crossover Commerce. But why am I'm excited today, besides being Friday, it's the weekend leading up to the Prosper Show, which we talked a little bit about yet, uh, on our last show um, with Aton, um a wiener from, he's now with Gatito, who's the co-founder of Prosper Show. We were talking about getting back into with in-person events, but why I'm excited about today is not just because of, we'll talk about events a little bit, but because of the freight for uh, the freight and logistics aspect of what is going on in the world today. So I've been really focused on finding the right individuals and people in the space who have who've done it both in years past, but also decades and uh, decades in past. And they actually have not just, they don't just talk the talk, but they really do walk the walk because they've lived there. They've been there. They're helping out customers get their goods to their warehouses effectively, efficiently, and cost effectively. And that's what this is all about. We had uh, a webinar yesterday when we were talking about 80-20 sourcing, um, trying to, uh, trying to sourcing. And then also we were talking with Alibaba directly about how to effectively take what 2020 barriers threw at us and how we can overcome those effectively today and what applications we can do that. So I was really excited to talk with those individuals, but this is no exception with today. His name is Barack Yoga. He's from Force, uh, Force Get Digital Freight Forwarding. Obviously we want to know with about working with freight forwarders. I personally think the concept is a little confusing. Freight forwarding, what does that mean? Right, we're going to get into that. You might be thinking, what's the difference between a freight forwarder, a logistics third-party warehouse, um, working directly with the supply and manufacturer? All these different questions, we're going to get answered today. So that being said, I want to welcome to Crossover Commerce, Brock Yoga of Forskit. Uh, Brock, welcome to Crossover Commerce. How are you doing today? Thank you, uh, Ryan. I'm doing fantastic. Yourself? Man, it's, it's Friday, like we were saying. Uh, you're down there in beautiful Miami, which is... Uh, no, uh, no place that I'm thinking worldwide anyone would rather be besides right. in the summer when it's hot, it's all get out. It's probably humid down there right now, if I'm going to guess, but it, it's, a <laughs> it's very similar up here in the Midwest where I'm located. But, uh, that being said, you, you're in Miami right now, but you're, you're an international, uh, man, right? You, you were, we were just chatting before we hopped on live that right. you just had your birthday and you've never spent it outside of China on your birthday. Is that that's what you were mentioning? Yes, correct. I mean, I, I moved to Miami uh, three years ago and okay. um, I lived in China seven years before I moved to Miami, Florida. And my birthday is April and uh, people who travel to Asia uh, for Canton Fair, Hong Kong Electronic Fair, Toy Fair, um, 
people know that it's it's the biggest exhibitions in Asia time, like in every every April, every October. So this year, first time I actually uh, had my birthday outside of China. So that was a little bit uh, weird for me. I was like, uh, should I go back to China or not? <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot go now, but uh, I'm hoping right. to be back. Um, people who do business with China and who travel for Canton Fair or, or Hong Kong trade shows, they know the excitement to meet the suppliers in person, compare the prices, um, sourcing new products. It's very, very important for e-commerce sellers, uh, especially since the competition is growing, market is growing as well as competition is growing. And unfortunately, the margins are, uh, people, people don't have enough margins as they had three, four years ago especially because of the freight cost increase a lot, like I would say 300 to 400% compared to two years ago. So I think that's something that we will be talking about more today. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of things going on in the global world, especially uh, in China. So I think a lot of people are curious about what's going to be next, especially if Fort Core is coming. Absolutely. So with uh, we just passed the the midpoint of this year. We're going to be going into Q3. We're in Q3, going into Q4. Lots of people are already planning other strategies here going into 2022. If uh, if you're smart, you're planning out that uh, planning out that strategy. But that being said, um, before we get into it, how tough is it for an industry like yourself? I'm assuming you're traveling as often as you know once every couple of weeks, if not uh, more. What's it been like being either stuck in one location and helping? Uh, your customers just from one locale instead of traveling around and being boots on the ground? I think, you know, that's a very interesting question because there are a lot of cons and pros. I think what happened like last one and a half year with the pandemic, um, I heard that e-commerce business is actually booming because a lot of people uh, who are home, <clears throat> they, they they decided to like, you know, start their own business. They, they decided to do some more startups. So, from that perspective, I think it's been a very interesting year. There are a lot of new ideas, fresh ideas. I think that's great for people. Excuse me, a lot of people um, try to enter something new, new business, new ideas, some, you know, anything. Uh, on the other hand, uh, for people who actually do physical business like um, e-commerce, like wholesalers, uh, it's been a very tough year for them because, you know, we never had a pandemic. We didn't know what to expect. And nobody thought that it's going to be like that year. I think we had the, the first case in the United States like last year in March. So everybody was thinking it's going to be maybe a one or two months thing. Uh, but then it was right after the Chinese New Year. So a lot of people uh, didn't expect that Chinese New Year was going to extend almost to two and a half months or three months. So nobody actually planned their inventory uh Nobody, nobody knew that it's going to be like three months close. And most of the private label or a lot of wholesale companies, they work with, you know, China, Korea, Taiwan. Um, now, a lot of companies are, uh, as you know, China, Chinese market is getting expensive because of the RMB, uh, because of the, the raw material prices increase. A lot of people are looking for an alternative market, like trying to go to Vietnam. If you're in the textile, you go to um, India, Bangladesh or East Europe, Turkey. I'm originally from Turkey. So a lot of my friends who are in the textile business, they're asking for, you know, uh, some options. So for people who wanted to start something new, that was a great year. P people had a lot of time, but uh, with the people with the existing business, they suffered a lot, especially e-commerce sellers. Um, you know, the, the, the prices increased, the international logistics delay a lot. 
So the cash flow, it's becoming more and more crucial for a lot of companies and a lot of people. Um, you know, it used to, you used to have, let's say you were producing a microphone and now you place an order at your factory in China. Uh, it used to take like a month, 30 days to uh, produce, then ship it to United States or Europe, like let's say 20 to 30 days. And then it goes immediately Amazon FBA warehouse and you start selling, you get paid. And then the probably you would have like cash flow within three months latest. But right now, what we're looking at is something in the best case, like five to seven months, eight months. So before you even start selling your product, there's so many delays, you know, with the private label. Uh, there are a lot of delays with the Chinese factories, with the logistics. So a lot of people, before they start selling it, they have to actually place any order. So it it causes it cause a cash flow problem. So um, there's, there's so many things going on, actually. I don't even know, like, where to start, you know? <laughs> well, that, that's the beauty of this uh, show. And every time I have a guest or a guest, I even that's just one person. It's it's a multitude of or a roundtable. Everyone can throw out all these different areas and pain points. But it's funny where everyone's mentioning four, five, six, seven, eight things that can effectively hurt your business or it can help your business. So maybe let's start here. What is a freight forwarder for the listener who who may not know the difference between freight forwarder, a logistics specialist, or a supply chain specialist? What really is by definition a freight forwarder? You know, I think this definition is getting more and more important right now. Um, two years ago, if you were running an eBay or Amazon business or, or a wholesale business, um, you had like just the freight forwarder somewhere around the world and then you ask them to ship it now, uh, to ship it from your factory to your warehouse or Amazon directly. But now it's getting more and more important uh, for companies to work with the right freight forwarder uh, because you basically need them as a supply chain team right now. You have to plan everything in, in advance. You need to book the space in advance. Uh, right now, it's not, about, it's not even about like paying double triple for a container a price but it's, it's hard to find the availability so i think um freight forwarders especially digitalizing this industry uh last year got a 20 billion dollar investment um um digital freight forwarding it's a very growing industry um, it's getting more and more important for companies and for individuals to work with the right freight forwarding company so uh, i think now what i would say is <clears throat> finding or choosing the right freight forwarder will be the key actually to the success. Um, the reason is you have to manage everything perfectly with time-wise, you know, place the order on time, book the space in advance, carry it, bring it, do the custom clearance. If you're lucky enough to deliver to, let's say, Amazon FBA warehouse, uh, you know, make an appointment. And even, even this is a big problem in the West Coast right now, most of the Amazon sellers, they're trying to ship their products to the West Coast. Uh, number one, it's time efficient. Number two is it's cheaper than shipping to the East Coast. I would say like almost 20 25%. So um, it's it's even hard to find a truck in the West Coast now and the truck prices increase double. So is, if you ask me uh, what is the right way to explain a freight forwarder, it's I would say like now almost key to the success it's the one of the most important role right now for success in the e-commerce um as long as you're staying in, in inventory uh that probably you're going to be successful in this business 
So someone who is very efficient in the logistics supply chain, all the way from supplier to getting your goods into an FBA warehouse or to a third party warehouse. Is that correct? Is that kind of the, the most, most efficient and dumbed down version uh, that I can absorb? But what, so with that being said, there, we mentioned there's all these different little, little nuances of the supply chain. Um, we're talking about working in supplier manufacturer who, like what, what's the benefit of working with you? So if I'm a seller for the first time and I said, I just don't have time to figure out logistically all these different nuances and getting my goods, I know where I want to work. I know uh, what I want to sell. Um, uh, I just need to get it to a fulfillment center and start selling right away. I'm going to go to you, Brock and say, what, 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 what's, what, what do we need to do to get going and work together? Um, you know, there are a lot of obviously logistic companies in the world that you could choose. Uh, but I think it's very important to work with a company who knows actually Amazon, who knows e-commerce and who's actually expert in uh, shipping door to door. Um, what we are specialized in is actually door to door service, which means uh, we pick up your shipments. Uh, we carry it by air or ocean deliver it to the destination port. We do the custom clearance on behalf of you and then uh, pick up the cargo and deliver it. A lot of people think that it's a very complicated uh, <clears throat> process, which is actually it is, but we specialize in e-commerce. Um, that's why we are actually offering this door-to-door. Um, a lot of people in the market probably will know that term, DDP, which means uh, due to delivery paid. So basically we are handling this for our customers A to Z. Uh, and we have a digital platform where you can track your shipments online um you can check your invoices pay them online see your active offers um you know one of the most important thing recently is everybody's working remotely uh, with the pandemic a lot of people <clears throat> travel to their dream uh, places after the borders like start opening you know a lot of people a lot of my friends they go to mexico they go to costa rica some of them are going to uh, bali indonesia or europe and then they work from home <clears throat> so the time difference is a big actually uh problem for a lot of e-commerce sellers to communicate with their suppliers, communicate with their freight forwarders if they work with a company in Asia. So I think it's very important to stay uh, in touch with your supplier and freight forwarder uh, time-wise. Uh, so that's what we are offering people to communicate with us uh, 724 through our digital platform. And you can track your shipments because imagine you have five different shipments you're selling in Germany, UK, Canada, and US, and all of those shipments are going to different destinations. So each time you want to know when your shipment is going to arrive, you want to, uh, you know, ask your freight forwarder. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people probably use WeChat, uh, WhatsApp, Skype, email, texting, or phone calls. It can get complicated uh, to know more about your shipments unless you can just log, log into your platform and see where's your shipments online. And then your, you can see your estimated arrival time, the delivery time. This is very important because uh, the market is getting very competitive. And you know you maybe would like to open a coupon to boost your sale, or you want to increase your PPC uh, budget, or you wanna, you're want you running out of stock and you don't know when your shipment is going to arrive. And then you, know, you can see your uh, competitors are actually open a coupon so you want to know actually you want to you want to plan your uh, inventory level uh, you want to know your strategy daily base so it's very important to track your shipments online and see when they're going to arrive i think uh, especially with the four quarters coming 
um, I strongly, strongly recommend people if they haven't uh, placed their for a quarter inventory yet, they should do it um, because I think the, the delivery time is going to be longer than normal time for China, especially raw material, raw material prices increasing. If you're doing an electronic business, there's a, a huge uh, chip shortage in the market. As you know, a lot of car manufacturers actually stop producing. Um, stainless steel prices increased 30 percent, 30 to 40 percent. I don't want to sound like a giving you all the negative news, but this is something I think very important to uh, know what is going on in the market, and then you uh, plan your strategy accordingly. Well, right, and that's being said. We actually had a question that came in already from uh, YouTube from Brandon Young. He uh, Brandon asked, you know, shipping prices are increasing day by day, which is true, uh, which we had already talked about. How do how do you ship to Amazon FBA fast and cheap? Is that working with the digital freight forwarder? Do you get nuanced pricing because they're working directly with you, or is that just a negotiation on the on the seller with direct uh, suppliers? Right. I mean, we're pretty uh, transparent with the pricing. Uh, the best, I think, the most important thing to know right now is to understand your cost. Um, working with a traditional uh, logistic company only shipping from port to port or uh, offering you without the custom clearance or without <clears throat> uh, without including all the costs might cause you uh, surprises at the end of your shipment. Um, a lot of uh, Chinese freight forwarders, uh, they charge their customers upfront before the shipment leave, leaves the port. And now when it arrives to the port, they say, oh, we forgot to add this, we forgot to add that. There's um, the fee of the destination port there could be a lot of um there could be a lot of extra charges so that's some this is something people should actually pay attention um what we do is for e-commerce sellers uh, we have flexible payment terms that um if we have an established payment uh, established relationship with our customers we can offer them uh, a payment option after their shipment is successfully delivered so that's why we are actually trusting our price transparency so once we offer the price, all in price, include everything, um, our customers are very confident to wait until their shipment is completed. The product successfully delivered to Amazon or the third party warehouse, which we also offer a, a warehouse services in warehouse servicing in California. Um, after their shipment is delivered, we charge our customers. So it's very important to understand your cost. Um, it is, Brandon is right, uh, the, unfortunately, I've never seen this in my life, the, you know, we try to book a space today and then until we book the space, get the confirmation from the shipping line, uh, especially for Ocean, the price can change the next day or uh, the space can be sold out. I think the best way to ship fast and cheap to um, the Amazon FBA or the third part or the destination where you're going to do is to plan your inventory, plan your uh, production in advance. I know that a lot of people will think that, oh, you know, I need to pay 30% deposit and I don't have too much maybe cash to pay and keep a lot of inventory in China. <clears throat> but I think uh, not to book last minute, uh, your shipment is one of the key uh, way to decrease your cost. Uh, I would recommend people to book their shipping space at least 10 days before the production is over. Um, it's very, very important. If you if you try to ship the last minute, 
um, it's hard to find a last minute space. And if we, even if we do, the price is going to be increased, like maybe price is going to be higher than regular uh, booking. You know, that's very important. Um, if you have, if you actually, if you're, if you're a small seller or if you have uh, a often shipments, uh, let's say 300 kilogram, 500 kilogram, less than a thousand kilogram, uh, people can consider air shipment recently. Uh, the prices are getting lower uh, compared to ocean. So we had a customer in Texas the other day. She wanted to ship 300 kilogram. So door to door ocean uh, maybe takes like 30, 35 days. Air is like seven to 10 days, calendar days, not business days. Um, the price was almost the same uh, because well, it's, a, it's a light shipment. So well, yeah, I was going to say with a lot of our partners that we are speaking with in the supply chain industry, some of them are not even offering uh, water freight anymore. They're actually just only strictly doing air freight for multiple reasons. One would be cost. Um, if you're working with a, a, a good that doesn't take it, like you said, under a thousand, you said 10,000 kilograms or a thousand kilograms? Thousand, one thousand. Okay. Yeah. So Next under a thousand kilograms, right. It'd be, be cost effective, but look at the time aspect too. Everyone knows that time is money and even at ping pong, and this is my kind of podium and my platform that I always stay on is time is money. If you're going to be sitting an extra 15 days with your inventory on water, that's yeah. investment that you personally made. You're not selling in that time frame. If you can make the time work for you right. and get it to your inventory uh, warehouse, or you can get to fulfillment center quicker, that's exactly what you need to calculate as well. Now is yeah. for that extra 17 days or 15 days between right. air and freight or air and water, right. you have to look at what you can potentially be making at that time, turnover quicker, get more goods in there. And obviously that makes it yourself look good and looks makes revenues a lot more easier to consume and uh, go from there. Another thing to consider is actually uh, there are a lot of delays with the ocean uh, freight right now. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but uh, the south part of China, there's a very big ocean port. The name is Yantian, which is in Shenzhen. Um, they had a COVID breakage um, maybe three, four weeks ago. The port was closed two weeks. So imagine there is no uh, container ships could enter or leave the port. So the entire world, you know, same thing happened in the Suez Channel. Like, you know, one container vessel blocked the, the channel and then there were like a massive uh, impact on the entire world. You know, some, we had a shipment to Africa and then they have nothing to do with Suez Channel, but the container, uh, the, 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 the container ship couldn't reach the destination and make the way back to that port. So that's why it's like a domino effect, you know? Um, so that's why people should actually consider about at least one or two weeks delays with the ocean freight right now. Unfortunately, this is something no one can control. Um, a lot of companies are uh, struggling because of this problem. Um, so air freight is a good option. I know it's an expensive option, but people maybe can do let's say 20 to 25% or 30% by air, the rest of it by ocean. So this way you can make sure um, you can stay on inventory. You know, another thing, Ryan, what happened, what start happened is with the Amazon FBA limitations right now with this inventory limits, uh, a lot of people's um, shipments start getting close. The reason is Amazon is now giving 90 days window, the day mm -hmm. you create your shipment, and then the, until it arrives to Amazon warehouse, uh, there are a lot of delays with the manufacturer. There are a lot of delays with the transportation. So, so many people right now are having this problem uh, of they cannot receive their shipments before it closes. 
and it's a massive problem because imagine you send all the labels to your uh, factory in china they they put the labels that said 200 cartons you're shipping directly to amazon and then the day it arrives to the destination port your shipment is closed so what are you going to do you have to relabel everything or maybe you have to store it if you have the limits you cannot even ship it anymore so uh, there are a lot of things happening right now. So people should be very, very careful about this also. Um, we start hearing this from a lot of people. They're like, hey, when my shipment is going to arrive, my, my shipment is almost going to close. So this is a, it's a very, very big risk. Imagine you tied up a lot of money and your shipment cannot deliver to Amazon because the shipment is closed. And there is no way to activate it back. Absolutely. And also Amazon's now counting any freight or any uh, inventory that's on the water or in mm -hmm. air now against your inventory limits. So the longer it sits on water or in the air, the longer you can't turn that inventory. So if you're trying to get rid of inventory, if you're having issues with that now, or if you're just effectively trying to not uh, sell through inventory quickly, or you're just trying to manage that level entirely, uh, it is super important to understand like how quickly your goods can get from port to port. And then obviously uh, into a warehouse to sell through as well. Uh, another uh, tip I would also, um, I would also suggest would be to pay in local currency with obviously with ping pong. Um, Brandon, if you, if you know this, you can pay in local currency to mitigate that time from longer weeks on end, potentially down to us, uh, to a local currency like the yuan. If you're in the, uh, China marketplace, you're paying that in that currency, you can actually effectively cut down, you know, days, if not weeks of time when currency gets converted over. So another little tip, if you, uh, are looking to effectively save and put more money towards your bottom margin as well. So that's my little tip, if you will, uh, to effectively work on that. Uh, Brock, we had, uh, we, with like obviously ocean freight and all that, uh, going on, it's expensive right now. You, we alluded to it with inventory limits right now. Amazon has put this crackdown on, uh, not just, you know, smaller sellers who are getting going throughout this year, but they've actually effectively across the board made sellers understand that epi warehousing is not a storage facility it is now effectively a fulfillment center right. and a lot of people think that that's a ridiculous aspect but with costs of just storage they're trying to now effectively get goods in and out of their fulfillment centers quicker that's effectively what they built up for right. so with that being said what, what's the pivot that you and your team are doing and working yeah. with clients to effectively um take that into account now moving forward. You know, since last year, um, Amazon is changing a lot of rules, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of Amazon is actually start making their own new strategy. As you said, like, you know, they used to be a storage facility now more like a fulfillment center. So a lot of people wake up in the morning and then see that there's like a new news on their uh, seller central and people are getting like really frustrated and furious about the changes. But um, that's being said, Amazon is doing what is the best for them. So basically if we're playing this game, according to Amazon rules, we have to stay on the, on the game and we have to find solutions. So um, <clears throat> we used to, we had, we had some customer, they used to keep their stocks in China. Uh, and as soon as they have the limits, they, they just like ship it to Amazon. But now um, you cannot just ship as many as coin that you want. So it, it, it's not really easy to ship uh, bulk cargo uh, directly from China to FBA warehouse. So basically what people are doing right now is uh, they have, they, they, they find a uh, third party warehouse in 
United States or Canada or in Europe, um, I'm not talking about fulfilled by merchant. Like I'm not talking about like sending inventory like or fulfillment, but more like a storage facility. And the more limits they have on Amazon, they can ship it immediately within three to four days. So because mm-hmm. let's say you're selling a microphone and you sell 1000 units per month and if you sold within 15 days around like 500 amazon is allowing you to send only like another 500 or maybe 300 or 700 so if you have an inventory active inventory in whatever the country you're selling the product uh in then it's it's smart way to ship it immediately and they receive it uh within i don't know three to five business days so it takes actually until you prepare you ship it it's almost it takes 10 days and then you know amazon is transferring that um, within their uh, fulfillment center it takes another i don't know 10 to 15 days so actually even if you have active stock in whatever the marketplace you're selling in it takes still almost 15 to 25 days to uh, receive them full in inventory and imagine you're sending from china with the delays and amazon uh, checking process and this and that it might take up to four days so I strongly recommend people to um, find uh, a fulfillment center or let's say storage facility, warehouse service in the destination, especially the fourth quarter. um, I think the delay is going to increase more. Um, So it's very important to have a plan B. Um, Most of the people, I think they already um, did this establishment, uh, find their right, uh, you know, storage partners. I think if you haven't done it yet, I think it's the time. Absolutely. And that was a part of uh, Brandon, who is very active. He already said, thanks for the first question. His second question was, uh, again, if you're listening, you can actually submit your questions, uh, uh, whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, or just listening online, feel free to submit your questions. Uh, What can I do for not being out of stock? Or can I manage my FBA inventory because my products always delay because of C shipping? So you're saying, um, I've heard in the past from a lot of other experts in this field of almost like a trickle of fulfillment back to Amazon. You were saying that if you're selling at 500 already, just sending in 100 here or 300 there and just making sure it's not bulk all at once to refill to your limit, having a consistent flow of smaller inventory, whether it be a week or two weeks worth of inventory to effectively just make sure that it's selling through. And then over time, Amazon will see that turn as more effective uh, throughput and the trust into the seller. So they would start bumping up your limits even more. Is that is that an effective strategy that you're implementing with your customers? Yes, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think I, I like to back up a little bit more. Um, sure. From the time you place an order to your, uh, you know, factory, whether in China or another destination, uh, maybe um, I lived in China. Um, I did sourcing long years before we start our freight business. Uh, I had a B two B business in China. Uh, I moved there when I was like twenty two years old, and I didn't know anything about business. <laughs> Um, and I was traveling like, you know, middle of nowhere, the factories and trying to negotiate with them, you know, like whatever the language I was trying to talk to them, like half English, half Chinese. Um, there's one thing I understand is Chinese factories, they love to receive big orders. So if you're, if you have a a good established product, if you have a good sales rank, if you know, you're selling that product, um, I would highly recommend instead of placing monthly orders or every two months. Uh, you can negotiate. That's a that's a that's a good hack, actually, Ryan. That I'm going to tell now, people. Um, 
try to make your orders one time every six months and place an order enough for let's say next six months sale this way you can fix the price that's that's a great way to um, you know not be affected from the small sparks in the market like ups and downs so you don't have to worry about like if the price can increase two months from now if you have enough stock um another thing people will think that okay but i don't have that kind of money uh, if you place a larger order to the chinese factory you can get a better price as well you know two thousand unit price is different than uh six thousand unit price so you're gonna get at least five to ten percent cheaper price because they're gonna get the raw material like bigger quantity they can make your product uh, there are two ways to negotiate this number one um, you can tell them hey i want to place an order let's say larger quantity and i can only pay you 10 percent or 15 percent deposit instead of 30 percent mm -hmm. most of the chinese factors right now they accept this payment term because they need order they need to secure an order the worst case you know if it doesn't happen 10 percent, you can still negotiate like 15 or 20 percent the way we recommend to our customers or the way they do is um let's say you order six thousand microphones it's enough for next six month sale right and you place you you or you put 15 percent deposit you can tell them not to produce everything you can they can keep half of the raw material for you and produce the three thousand units first and then you can ship that partially let's say you need only two thousand products next order that you receive uh you just basically order six thousand piece they can produce everything and keep in the stock let's say you ship two thousand piece and you pay full amount of that 2000 piece. And then you can keep your deposit in the factory like 10%, 15 or 20% for the rest of the product. So this way they can be sure that you're gonna pay the balance and take the product because it's also a risk for them, you know, to place an order and produce 6,000 piece without you paying them full. So this mm -hmm. way, Brandon's question, I, I know it's a little bit long answer, but it's more about experience also. If you always have enough inventory in China you can and if you have a, a affordable warehouse service wherever the marketplace you sell actually uh, you can ship them in advance not the last minute that you need so this way you're going to actually you'll always have ready stock in china if your sales is going high you can ship it more product because it's already ready you don't have to wait because recently what we are hearing from the suppliers are they cannot find paper they cannot find carton box the price is increasing uh, delays with the raw material so you know instead of delivering 30 days some of the products delays like delivers in 60 days 90 days but if you have ready stock you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about the the price change you don't have to worry about you know the delivery time so this way you can also have more time to ship by sea and you can do it in advance so i think you know in the very beginning of the conversation when i said that you know uh, logistics or freight forwarder is your supply chain partner now this is something that uh, you know it's important to work with a freight forwarder who knows e-commerce business who knows the factories and then we always help our customers like you know boutique way to recommend them the strategies you know they're calling me like every day my customers like brandon hey i'll be out of inventory what should i do so this is a way to actually consider other options. Uh, maybe you cannot do this very, you know, very soon, but this is something you should be conscious. Start talking to your suppliers. Right. Four quarters coming. The worst thing is right after four quarter, Chinese New Year is coming. Mm -hmm. So the delivery time is going to be even like uh, worse. Like, you know, it's going to be even longer. So that's why 
if you have some cash, if you know that, you know, the four quarter series is good, you're selling, I don't know, maybe giftable items or something related to the winter um, or after challenges, it's, it's very important now to plan it well and maybe negotiate larger quantities, try to ask lower deposits. So this way you don't have to put too much cash and then maybe uh, you will have the ready stock in China. As soon as you need the ship, you can do it. So this way you will be affected less uh, with the ocean freight delays. Right. I actually, I think that's a really good tip effectively for advanced sellers uh, or in intermediate to advanced sellers. Effectively, we know that when you're starting out, it's hard to forecast, you know, sell through, um, even negotiating at higher rates. You might not have the capital like you mentioned, but for those who have sold through, have have revenue that you're reinvesting back in your inventory limits. Again, this is all comes back to playing with your margins and making sure effectively that every dollar counts towards your bottom line. Therefore, you can order larger quantities. You can actually prepare in advance and plan out further. And like you said, I, I like the tip of place a $6,000 order or 6,000 unit order, effectively make 2,000, have the deposit on for the rest of them. They also have the goods and materials. I'm assuming on hand is what I heard earlier. And then effectively, when you need to make those additional orders, you're still working on that first quote unquote order. You're just having them produce it and getting it over to you effectively in time, like we're ever all used to, but planning um, in advance. I think that's a really good strategy in terms of that regard. So hopefully, Brandon, that, that answers your question for uh, some effective ways to help with your inventory issues or just planning in general. Um, for, for Brock, for my question for you, we, we talked about Chinese New Year and uh, you said now is the time you have to order because for those people who might be new to e-commerce, we know that for a fact in your experience in this Chinese New Year uh, affects a lot of different things. It affects shipping time. The whole China or the whole country actually effectively goes down, uh, goes, I mean, not goes down, like they don't break down or anything like that. They, they shut down and for they're going back to their own either towns or, uh, you know, their villages and they're, they're going away for almost a month when they return right. back in January, they're actually still retraining new employees because a lot of the same employees don't come back. There's turnover. They're effectively turning out new product. So that delay actually carries over into January, February time. Let's say, for example, I'm a seller. I have a two-part question. First, when is the deadline? When's the latest you should absolutely make an order for you to get inventory for Q4 and into Q1? What's the absolute latest that they should be making that that order? I think uh, before 15th of July. <clears throat> I think people should be looking at their sales of last year, maybe even two years ago, and see what is the... I mean, if you're a new seller or you're just like new to e-commerce or you do, um, you know, Shopify, eBay, Amazon, whatever you do, you might think that Chinese New Year is not a big deal. <clears throat> you just like place order, but actually it's, it's a big deal. And you're very right. Like a lot of people, they go to their hometowns and they never come back and the factories <clears throat> don't have enough uh, employees to manufacture or operate. Even the thing is your product before Chinese New Year and after Chinese New Year can be completely different quality. Right. This, is, this is a lot of people actually facing this. <clears throat> and it's very important, Ryan, to make sure that uh, you're talking to someone senior in the company. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, uh, this is the first time when we talk to, a, in, in my past experience, um, if I was going to ever source any product from a Chinese factory, the first thing I ask is, uh, how many years do you work in the company? If they tell me, I work only six months or one year, three months, anything less than two years, I would definitely ask them to <clears throat> help me to connect 
with another colleague of theirs, like maybe the director or owner, um, depends on the size of the factory. <clears throat> so this way, um, unfortunately, most of the, because of the cultural thing in China, um, a lot of salespeople are not decision makers. And we would like, I mean, as a, as a seller, you should definitely want to have the control of everything. You, you should, we should at least talk to two or three people from the factory, get the business cards, like the pictures, like, you know, a lot of people now using Alibaba only to communicate. But once your sales uh, person uh, who's in charge of your account, if they quit, they leave the company, you have to restart everything, which is mm -hmm. a big, big, big waste of time. And then um, you have to maybe if you're doing a, uh, you know, bundle, you're doing a special material, like special packing and a gift card. Uh, maybe you have a special packaging requirement and then you have to tell everything from the zero, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this is very important to um, do. And also, as we mentioned, the Chinese New Year is end of January, but the impact actually started with a lot of factories. They stopped receiving an order, uh, let's say, end of December. Let's say they don't stop receiving an order, but they tell you they cannot ship before the Chinese New Year. So <clears throat> if I were you, I would just say, hey, a lot of Chinese factors are play, planning their uh, Chinese New Year now. Uh, just ask your supplier. Uh, and even if you don't work with China, you work with Taiwan, you work with Korea, you work with all these Asian countries are actually affected from the Chinese New Year somehow, you know, shipping or raw material, or even, you know, you work with a, a Indian factory for it, you maybe manufacture t-shirt, but they buy the machinery, maybe spare for, for parts from China, you know? So it's very, it's very uh, tricky. Uh, I don't want to like confuse people or I don't want to create a chaos now, but it's very important to check your inventory, start placing your orders, like now for the fourth quarter uh, for Chinese year and ask when is their deadline when the chinese factories deadline for receiving the order before they can deliver the uh, products before the chinese new year i think it's right time to do it in july um so it's also important to fix the price now um because i think the last quarter the raw material prices will increase unfortunately more right you're talking about just pa not just paper but we're talking about wood we're talking about metal uh any of those are materials that they're going to be purchasing and uh getting into the country again depending also where your factory is it can also be the difficulty and delay nature we didn't even talk about that depending on how close your factory might be to a port uh or how farther inland uh your factory might be located getting those goods from those uh locales or those regions all the way to the port is very can also delay or effectively uh, change the price or the just the time frame of when you can get your goods. Uh, so July fifteenth, uh, we put it on there for those listening. Hot tip: make sure your inventory is either ordered or secured by July fifteenth, so that you can get it in time. Uh, whether it's by air or by uh, ocean freight, uh, is certain certainly important to uh, make sure you're working with that, especially in China when delays are so. Um, packful and shipping to the West Coast yeah. as well. Uh, kind of on the upswing of this, uh, or the back, the, I, I call it the back nine if you're a golf term, of this podcast episode, Barack, what about, so we, we talked about Chinese New Year. Uh, what, let's talk about if we're switching a, a factory in general, um, maybe I've outgrown or the relationship isn't where we want it to be, whether it's working with 
um, out through Alibaba or we've have boots on the ground and we actually found another uh, factory that can grow with us and scale. What is, what is the best way to go about that in your mind? And also maybe when is the best time to switch a supplier throughout, throughout the year? Like I said, I wouldn't guess it would be in July when you want to uh, right. make the key for shipment. When's a good time to, to do all these kinds of adjustments to your supply chain? Um, you know, it's a, it's a very tricky year to uh, make changes, I believe. A lot of different factors in, in all this. Um, you know, China is obviously, uh, it's, it's the, the, for private label sellers, it's, it's, it's an amazing place to source product. They're very experienced with communication. They're very experienced with shipping process. They're very experienced with uh, placing order Amazon. Most of the factories, unfortunately, selling directly on Amazon. So they know a lot of things about Amazon. <clears throat> so, so sourcing product from Amazon, uh, sourcing product from different uh, countries for Amazon could be a little tricky. Like, you know, a lot of people start looking for, obviously the prices in China increase because of also the currency. I don't know uh, if people do business with Amazon, they will hear a lot this unfortunate from their supplier. Oh, you know, RMB uh, depreciated against US dollar, it, it lost the value. It's a bad thing for Chinese factories. So they're receiving US dollar uh, from, uh, you know, from their customers and then they convert it to RMB. They're losing money daily basis. So in the beginning, you mentioned, you know, Pioneer is a, um, ping pong is a great way to uh, pay in the local currency. Mm -hmm. A lot of people actually can fix their costs uh, in RMB and place their orders in RMB. So this way, you're not gonna have problem at the end of your order delivery to, you know, people, factories try to adjust their price. They're like, oh, you know, you placed the order in July, we're gonna deliver in September, now we are losing three to 4% in US dollars. So can you help us with 2%? And every dollar counts, as you said, like it's very, very important to know your cost. It's very, very important to uh, know how much you're paying and whether you're gonna have a currency risk or not. It, it's the same with other countries. Um, especially, you know, the countries like, I don't know, in South America, like Middle East or East Europe, um, countries who don't use Euro or US dollar, they have this problem this year, uh, because of a lot of impact. So it's important if, even if you source from China or outside of China, it's important to have the option pay in the local currency. Uh, I personally always ask factories, what happens if you pay in UN? What happens if you pay in RMB or you work with maybe Vietnam or India, you can say, can we pay in your local currency? A lot of people mm -hmm. think that, hey, I cannot do that. I cannot, I don't have a Chinese bank account. I don't have a bank account in Hong Kong. What I'm gonna do? So I think <clears throat> ping pong is a great way to like pay in local currency. Always ask, what is the price? What is the, what's the breakdown? Ask for the breakdown price. Um, one time I went to a Chinese factory in Shanghai and then uh, we were um, sourcing a product uh, as a security um, security device and they told me very expensive price in US dollar. I'm like, I, it, it makes no sense because I lived in China. I knew the cost of the plastic. I knew the cost of this and that. And then once they calculate an RMB, they're like, <clears throat> wait a second. I think we made a mistake. Yes, you're right. This product cannot be $8, $9. It has to be like $6. So it's also important to you know, do research, definitely look outside of Alibaba. You can do uh, different research, uh, you know, um, 
Uh, you could use Baidu uh, as a Chinese uh, platform to source. I know it's not that easy, but you can use all this translation. It's possible. Uh, maybe Yandex or different uh, different uh, browsers to check um, if you do any business with China. But outside of China, it's also important to understand the cost of the material. Um, you know, cost of shipping. Uh, we have some customers. China is such such an advanced country right now. Uh, for for international business, uh, everything is great established. Everything is like a working like a like a machinery. Like you know, you pick up, you you find a truck in one day, you ship it, you reserve. It's not the same with other countries yet, unfortunately. Shipping from Vietnam, right. maybe you find a product in Vietnam cheaper right? in, in India, but the local charges are higher, the truck fees are higher. <clears throat> there is not enough cargo is shipping out from those countries, so actually. The, the destination fees are higher. So we have a customer who placed an order, um, some, some, I think, coffee tables, like, or barstool, I can't remember the product name, they, they ordered sure. from India for one or two CBM. The cost was like so high, I was even surprised. I'm like, why is it that high? But, you know, that's the reason. If you ship it from China, we have our own container. We uh, consolidate our customer's product and then ship it by ourselves. But we cannot do that from India yet because it has not been this, that established. So when you want to source a new product from a different country, definitely I think everybody should start looking for it. Even if you don't uh, place a bulk order, uh, maybe order some samples. It's a great time to plan the 2022. I mean, when you told me, you know, we already finished the, the two two quarters, this is the third quarter, I'm like, wow, this year was like really, really fast, actually. You know, so I think it's important to place an order and then, you know, Again, ping pong is a great way to uh, pay four or five different suppliers separately in RMB or, or Turkish lira or uh, rubble. Uh, you know, you can pay in a local currency. Otherwise, you have to pay. You know, some some of our customers are asking for a favor. Hey, can you help us to pay these Chinese five different Chinese supplier and receive the samples and right. ship it to us? They don't want to pay thirty dollar international wire fee for five samples because the sample costs like ten. Exactly. So it's, it's a great way to do look for alternative markets, do a research. Um, one of my customers actually uh, looking for an alternative market in Vietnam, uh, but they told me like communication is that good. So it, it's a good way to start testing, you know, uh, because if you don't test and if you just like decide to go and place another one factor from Thailand, one factor from Vietnam, it, you can have like problem. You know, at least Chinese factories, they know the business, they know the delivery time, you know, unless you really run into some big trouble, big problem. I strongly recommend people to do inspection before place an order, uh, especially if it's a new com country. Um, I heard a lot of, uh, you know, I don't want to accuse like or stereotype any certain country, any certain sure. uh, people, nation, whatever, but I heard... Uh, a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of scam or a lot of fraud, like, you know, countries like maybe sometimes like Egypt or Thailand, because a lot of people just create a website and then, you know, place an order. They say that this is our facility or not, even with the China or any country in the world. I strongly recommend people to, before place an order, uh, definitely send an inspector to factory before place an order. A lot of people think that they, they want to send an inspector when their shipment finished, I mean, when their production is over, it's ready to ship. But no, you need to send an inspector if you decide to place an order before, because now it's very important to see the facility if they're capable of 
you know enough employees see who or what kind of product they have in their warehouse if they work with some good brands like i don't know from uk us europe or like you know some some developed countries maybe like if they're like working with big brands or like they only manufacture no brands and then no good quality so many things uh flying around my head right yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to have you on for like yeah part three and part four i always tell this to my guests the hour is never long enough but to mm -hmm. kind of recap uh for the listener out there who's who's listening to all this and kind of putting a nice bow on it obviously there's pros and cons from every country they're gonna be sourcing from China happens to be one of the most efficient and effective and most advanced countries. And you've seen a firsthand Barack of uh, being there in person, they've invested in shipping and supply chain and logistics component of their eco, uh, their ecosystem and economy. It's why it's cheap to source from there because labor is cheap, but also because their efficiencies are higher. You get your goods quicker. Other nations haven't caught up, but you're certainly seeing a lot of people diversify their supply chain. And by that meaning, um, if something happens and you get delays significantly from your Chinese manufacturer, a tip I would suggest for sellers would be to make sure you have your spec sheet and you can have it ready at other factories, whether it be in different nations or even other factories around the country. If something happens to delay your goods, you can maybe negotiate or build relationships with that second or third supplier, make sure that you have good relationships. And if something shuts down or uh, for if pandemic hits or anything like that, it makes them impossible for them to, to fulfill their, your order. You have that backup plan um, so that it's ready to be produced in different countries. Your second tip would be to like, obviously we have partners with like Mavli for inspections. I know you have lots of great resources too that I'm sure you talk about with great inspector and companies to make sure that your goods and you're working with a reputable resource um, and making sure you know, you're investing in a, a great quality uh, company or resource, either checking with Alibaba to make sure, hey, I've been around longer than a year, maybe five years or so, uh, looking at the seniority, looking at reviews and ratings, and just double checking, making sure that they're reputable uh, manufacturing there's facilities. There's something I would like to add. I'm sorry to interrupt sure. you. But no, go ahead. Uh, let's say you work with a factory like over the years. Sometimes, you know, things can get like lazy or like, you know, too comfortable. Um, if you find an alternative factory, if you believe that the sample is good, you could a trial order um you mm -hmm. could try to send your other factory without the name you could send how much you're paying you can maybe send the bank sleep chinese people like to see that you actually do a real business with other companies and you could place an order let's say if your regular order is like three thousand units uh, you could order 500 piece from a new factory so this way you don't risk too much and you could order 2500 piece from your existing factory so this way you can see uh how good is the service from the new factory if they are respecting the delivery time that they promise if the quality is good so you're not going to lose too much with 500 piece like you know even if you pay a little bit more but you have the plan b always and also it's very very important to sort of make your existing factory to feel that you're looking for an alternative maybe that's a bad thing to say i can see that you're a little bit smiling ryan but uh, you know it's 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 good way to like wake up your supplier also like hey guys you know i'm still looking for alternatives um so this way you know you could always keep them active you can always keep them like doing a good job for you you know uh you never know who can like what can change a lot of companies they go bankrupt in china uh because sometimes the factories are saying that they have to pay cash to raw material which is actually really correct um, i have a lot of close friends in china that they used to have 
you know, one month or two months uh, payment term with their supplier raw material, you know, uh, and let's say you're buying a microphone again, you have the cable supplier, you have the bracket supplier, you have the chip supplier, you like, you know, maybe <clears throat> microphone has like 10 different components and they have 10 factory, they have 10 suppliers, uh, vendors to produce this right. product. And then half of them now asking for a cash. So it's important to su support your uh, factory to keep the good relationship. Of course, cash is always important for business owners, especially this year. Uh, you know, uh, increasing quantity, asking for a lower deposit, I think could be a good way to start negotiating for your larger orders for the last uh, quarter, fourth quarter. Absolutely. And uh, the, I'm smiling because those are all right. You want to make sure you're making effective decisions for your business. At the end of the day, you are the customer, but you want to have a good working relationship for them not knowing, like you said, effectively making sure that they don't become lazy or they're constantly putting out great quality product is always important for businesses as well. Uh, Barack, before I let you go, I know you wanted to mention a couple of quick things. Uh, for anyone uh, with uh, Forsgate or any any customer of Ping Pong's or listener to Ping Pong's, we want to make sure that we give you kind of a uh, a different kind of platform to make sure that you, if they want to work with you or if they like what they hear, they are looking for a different freight forwarder or for, freight forwarder for the first time. Right. What would be the best way to like connect with you? And then obviously um, uh, uh, anything you have going on there. So yeah, I mean, um, I think uh, working with us could make their life easy. Um, we have the digital platform. You can sign up, uh, you can explore it. You can request an offer, uh, request an offer. Uh, our website is um, forcegap.com. Um, probably we'll uh, drop the link later um, for the video. And um, if you guys can send us a message, uh, ping pong uh, 150, uh, we are offering um, $150 uh, shipping, uh, international shipping credit uh, for the first time users as uh, a special offer for ping pong listeners and then Ryan's um, fans, I would say. Um, All uh, my fans out there, the listeners, I mean, my people. I mean, there are a lot of people, I'm, a lot of people, they listen to your podcast. I know that. And then <laughs> other partners that we know we work with, uh, they also, who who has been a guest um, to your podcast they were like telling me oh that was like really fun to be on that ryan's podcast i really damn right damn right it is on a friday especially that's a good so, thing to hear going into the so weekend ping pong 150 for 150 first international shipping bonus we the people can use it um as a discount from their first invoice and feel free to reach me from the website or you can send an email sales at uh, forcegat.com um, you can uh, also go to our website and see our contact information, like you know WhatsApp, WeChat, uh, Skype. We use all sort of communication, and uh, we have um, uh, we have FBA dedicated logistic team in different parts of the world. So it's very easy for people to use, uh, you know, our service in Europe. They have the uh, account reps in the real time. They can speak with our US and Asia. Um, there's no more, I think, time zone. There's no such thing in the world. The, the world is going moving so fast. So we have to move forward with that. Excellent. Of course. Yeah. And we put that in the comment section for people who are watching and listening. Again, it's going to be the comments and show notes section, no matter where you're picking up this podcast from, uh, Barack and his team are saying, by obviously sales at force get.com, or you can just go to force get 
Dot-com in general to check out what they do, what they can help with. And as always, I wanted to make sure I showed this too as well. A uh, friend of the show, Robbie Stanley. So you have Prosper in a few days. Oh, nice. And great show, Ryan. So that's obviously to boost both of our egos. So great show, both of us. So good job, Barack, uh, as always. Uh, you know, found of knowledge that you're sharing with us too. There's so much we didn't dive into, but right. I think that's a testament of how experienced and how um, exciting that it is to be in this industry. It's a big puzzle like right. we've alluded to in multiple different ways of the course of the past few weeks, uh, months, it feels like years now, but this is part of the solution they need to take your business to the next level to effectively grow internationally, but also build uh, your business, uh, your margins in your business uh, a little bit more than what you could have by yourself. So it's, it's always important to rely on partners and growth partners like a ping pong or like a force get. So thanks for hopping on uh, crossover commerce today and uh, we'll make sure we catch you again here shortly uh safe travels south of prosper and uh we'll catch you next time whoever is uh coming to prosper uh feel free to reach i'll be very happy to meet in person as well uh there's still a lot to talk as you mentioned right yeah and a, and a quick little shout out for a prosper uh show for ping pong go ahead and stop by booth 2137 at prosper show again it's still at 13th and 15th at las vegas don't don't want to miss it we're actually going to be by the jungle scout and the gatita booth so if you know where that is look for both of those and ping pong will be in between there i will not personally be there unfortunately but i know a lot of my great colleagues will be there to answer any of your questions for ping pong and of course stop by brock's booth as well and his team will be there so definitely stop by and say hi and let him know you listen to uh crossover commerce so that being said thank you so much sir for hopping on and uh, we'll catch you next time thank you thank you awesome and thank you everyone for tuning into Crossover Commerce, this is my show. Again, uh, this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e-commerce space. That being said, I want to thank all of our guests this week, uh, including today, Barack, over at Forskit. His and his digital freight forwarding team are going to be a great help to you with building out your relationships with suppliers and manufacturers. So go ahead and check them out. Again, make sure you use Ping Pong 150 for uh, some savings there as well and let him know that you listen to Crossover Commerce. What are your thoughts, audience, if you are still listening to this? What are your thoughts on what we covered today? What are your uh, pros and cons with working with freight forwarders? Maybe let us know um, if you have any thoughts or um, if you didn't agree with us or if you thought it was a great tip or nugget that you was hidden in there. Let us know. Go ahead and tag us and let us know in the comment section. And make sure that you always like and share this episode as well as Crossover Commerce on all your favorite platforms where you listen to podcasts. I'm Ryan Kramer, the host of Crossover Commerce. Take care, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Crossover.